Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville, and Happy New Year to you. It's the What's Your Weird Story podcast. The We are breaking the seal on 2023 as we put 2022 uh, on the shelf, only to return to in memory, uh, or unless uh, you want to build a, a time travel machine and go back to that particular year for some reason. I, I can't think of any, but uh, hey, it's me, Adam Beebe. I am one of your hosts who's always here uh, with you in Weirdsville. And uh, also with me, of course, as always, who is always here with me here in Weirdsville, is the smiling sensei, Mr. Barry Johnston, co-host extraordinaire. How's it going, man? Pretty good, dude. Pretty good. How was your new year? It was uh, uneventful, which at this age is great. That's, that's nice. You know, it was chill. We just hung out at home. Um, we ordered Wingstop. Ooh. <laughs> that was our big uh, extravagant splurge for our uh, our New Year's Eve. You know, it, it's uh, you. I think when you're younger, you go out, you do the whole thing, and um, as you get older, you kind of enjoy being at home. Let let the crazy young kids be out mm-hmm. doing their thing. And uh, let us let us uh, more level-headed, humble people stay home and enjoy our surroundings. So that's what yes. we did, man. How about you? What did you do? I also stayed home and uh, just had some. Um, what did I have? I think I ordered a pizza. I don't know. I can't nice. remember. Yeah. Um, it was uneventful. That's how uh, how inspiring the New Year's was. I forgot what I had to de- to eat two days ago, three days ago, whatever it was. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just hung out and I watched some movies with my cats, and I kissed my cat Minnie uh, at midnight. Nice. And, uh, yeah, she ran away, so that's kind of a tradition. <laughs> kind of, kind of, you know. Um, yeah, it starts and um, she she just meowed. She heard me call her name. But uh, I watched I watched the new Black Adam movie with The Rock. I had I failed to see it in the theater. I just didn't have time. How was that? It was pretty good, man. Cool, cool. Um, you know, it's the DC movies do not really they're different from the Marvel movies. Yeah, and um, I think that it's probably it could have done with some. I mean, they could have done better. They could have done with maybe some. I didn't. I, uh, the Rock was awesome himself. The story was pretty decent, but they introduced uh, the Justice Society uh, with Hawkman. Uh, Doctor Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate was really rad, huh. um, and then a couple young heroes. And I just thought that those characters really uh, were superfluous. They could they could have gotten uh, rid of them. And um, story could have been just fine, you know. Yeah. But um, otherwise, you know, or they could have made it like 
they sent in the uh, Suicide Squad. Um, but you know, it had some good moments, had good action, had some good funny, you know, one-liners as you do as you expect from an action movie. Um, but you know, I probably give it like a B minus. Okay. Of, you know, but nice. You know, Worth checking out, but you know, not not uh, not terrible. Right. So. Yeah. Well, I've been watching. Um, I got turned on to the. What is it called? It's called something uh, Wrexham. Uh, Welcome to Wrexham, or something like that, uh, with Ryan Reynolds and uh, the other guy from. Oh yeah. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. They bought that uh, soccer team, or I'm yeah. sorry, football team over in the UK, over in Wales. And um, I must say, it's it's um, it's pretty interesting, man. It's pretty entertaining. Um, so it's just about them buying it and kind of uh, trying to turn down, turn around a team that's at the bottom. Over in the UK, it's it's unlike our system over here, where like uh, if you lose, if you have a losing record for so many you know years or whatever, you get put down into a lower league, which is less pay. And so uh, I think they're they're like kind of at the bottom. They're like at the bottom of the professional system, and they're trying to get they're trying to work their way back up into the uh, upper echelon. So it's interesting. Um, I I, I'm not the biggest Ryan Reynolds fan. I'm sorry, but uh, I just I don't know much about the guy. And like my wife was asking me last night, she's like, "You don't like him?" And I'm like, "I just don't. I I I gravitate away from people that are in the popular eye for the most part. I just don't like." Him being a big movie star, like I just, I never, there was nothing, anything about him. In fact, I get him confused with like three other white guys right. that kind of look, they all look the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing discernible about them, you know? So, um, anyway, that's where I, I'm at, and I'm looking forward to finishing it out. Maybe I become a Ryan Reynolds fan. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Well, I, you know, the thing is, is I think it really depends on the role with a lot of stars. I think he's had a lot of snooze roles, but he's also had some really good roles. Uh-huh. Um, he as Deadpool um, was fantastic. Those are fun okay. superhero okay. movies. Yeah, yeah. And Deadpool is one of my least favorite characters. I really yeah. think he's sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings, but I think that he's a, an overrated character. Yeah. Um, but Ryan Reynolds gets it and it's funny. And That's cool. He does the action and stuff like that. And Ryan Reynolds is by all accounts in Hollywood, just a solid guy, you know, yeah, I've heard that like yeah. Keanu Reeves level solid dude. Um, but you know, I mean, he, he, uh, this, that project that he did taking on that team, um, and, and that's like a documentary series. Yeah. That's, I, it's really it's it's same, it's like something that he, it's it's altruistic. You know, I mean, yeah, he's it, hoping to yeah. make money, right. obviously. Yeah, 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 right, right. But you know, I mean, he doesn't really need to make money because he's an actor. He owns that Mint Mobile, um, yeah. and uh, all sorts of other things. He's got his fingers in. Yeah. Uh, and if uh, Mr. Reynolds, uh, who is who is Canadian. Uh, and they're you know pretty fine people up there, hey. Um, but if he wants to uh, you know sponsor us, we'll talk about Mint Mobile or whatever, Rexum or whatever. Yeah, Rexham, yeah. Well, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, hey, I could see myself becoming a Ryan Reynolds fan quickly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, just super, super, super guy. One of the absolute best of all time. Um, so <laughs> absolutely, yeah. 
but yeah, so yeah, that was my New Year's and and uh, I what what I watched and um, it was fun. It was good, you know. Uh, I also watched the uh, as well documented here on the podcast the uh, Taskmaster uh, New Year's special. Oh, nice. It's like, you know, it's a one-off for Taskmaster. It was great. Nice. Um, and uh, it, it was, yeah, I loved it. Laughed a lot. And also the uh, um, Big Fat Quiz of the Year, which is another, it's a long panel show that they have. It's like, you know, like an hour and a half long. But again, they have these actors and comedians that are giving like, you know, uh, funny responses as well, and it's just you know, it's 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 great, and I love it, and I've been watching that every year for years now. Nice. Um, so those are the two things I look forward to at the at the end of slash beginning of the new year. So, but you know what else? What I'm looking forward to? What's that? What year are you looking? 2023, forward to? my good dear friend. What could you possibly be looking forward to? Oh, let me tell you. I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm looking forward to all of these great stories that we've got to share with you guys. Uh, we've got a lot of them uh, in coming down the pipe, and uh, or it's it's amazing. We've got some really cool stories, um, and today to kick it off, uh, we have this really nice lady, Candace, who is uh, she's the host of the Obscure Appalachia podcast. Uh, amongst other things, she's also a bit of a, a paranormal investigator, and she's been a nurse, and she's uh, got some really, really cool stories to share. So, uh, joining joining us today from Georgia, that's uh, Georgia, the state, and not Georgia, the uh, European former uh, Soviet bloc country, but from Georgia, the state, is Candace the person. And Candace, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Hey guys, nice to meet you. Um, so my stories are pretty disjointed, so I hope you'll hang in there. Cool. With yeah. Me. <laughs> um, so I actually I have a paranormal podcast. I do some paranormal investigating. I have had a lot of experiences over my life, but I don't usually tell my own stories. Okay. Great. So it feels a little exposing, but it's something I want to do. So I'm just going to put it all out there. Cool. We're we're flattered that you would uh, you would <laughs> yes. do such a thing for us. Okay. Um, so the house I grew up in as a kid, I would not call haunted, even though when I made my little notes before this, I don't know why I wouldn't call it haunted. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was. Any other normal childhood. And then one day when I was about 13 years old, I had a sleepover with three girls. And at the time, I'm okay, not just at the time, currently too. I was a little goth kid wannabe. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> now, wait a minute. So, what, what were you into music or just the well, look? Yeah, the music too. I okay. mean, I'm still all about. You know, the cure. And okay. Yeah. Great. All that. But Great. it was largely that my favorite movie was The Crow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think, unfortunately, does not hold up. <laughs> I haven't seen it no, in a long but time, but the soundtrack you know, was awesome. Oh, it's when so When it came good. out, 
when that came out in uh, 1994, um, it was really like it really was I, I, groundbreaking. You know, I mean, it really brought and introduced a lot of people to kind of um, to you know kind of gothic vibes outside of you know werewolves and vampires. Yeah. You know, it introduced right. this. Uh, a lot of people did music, a lot of bands that they had maybe not been introduced to before because it had a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was, it was really good, you know? And unfortunately, you know, the tragedy connected to it, um, with Brandon Lee, you know, yeah, yeah. his life, uh, I weirdly like his father, you know, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, but, but still, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people that will agree with you about how, how uh, great a movie that was. Yeah, no the- yeah, definitely. Yeah. At the time it was amazing. And I'm really happy you guys are old enough to appreciate this conversation. Oh, I was oh. a little concerned about that. No, oh no. I, I mean, we're, we're probably around the same age range. So, all right. Yeah. We're probably, we may be even older than you. So, Okay, good. <laughs> We're pushing so, 50. We're pushing 50 around here. There, there he is. I'm, I'm still in my late 20s, but uh, even though we're, we were only born a year apart, um, you know, so. Perfect. <laughs> so, you know, we've got the sleepover going on, and I've got my Brandon Lee poster on the wall of my nice. bedroom right next to my bed. And I think it was me that had the brilliant idea to have a seance. Yes. Oh, man. And to summon the spirit of Brandon Lee. Oh. Ooh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, wow. you know, we sit in a circle. We've got our hands, you know, holding hands with each other. And we've got candles. And it's so dramatic and so ridiculous. <laughs> and <laughs> so I would love to fly on the wall. Oh, uh, that would have been fantastic. Trust me. Trust me. By the end, you will really wish you could have been. So we're asking questions of, you know, quote unquote, Brandon Lee, and we're looking at this poster and we think if we ask a question that we can ever so slightly see him shake or nod his head. And I mean, like minuscule, like it was so <laughs> absolutely nothing. So we're squinting at this poster, like maybe I saw him nod just now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're doing this. And then I don't remember what, and I, God, I wish I did. Something creeped us out. And we all kind of got chills. And someone said, I don't think we should be doing this anymore. And we looked at the poster. And I said, give us a sign if we really shouldn't be doing this right now. And he shook his head so violently, his hair was flying out from the sides of his head in the poster. Wow. And we all screamed (laughs) because there's no other way to respond to that. Sure. Yeah. And, I mean, what do you do from there? One of the girls was like, Oh no, we broke the circle because we stopped holding hands. Now something could be loose in here. And I'm like, well, what the oh. crap are we supposed to do? <laughs> so, so seance over. <laughs> and we just kind of went about the rest of our night doing whatever it is girls do. And we didn't really talk about it because it was still really creepy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But after that... I started having small experiences in that house. 
Um, and they were really spread out over the years, and nothing was a big dramatic story. Like, that's the most dramatic one. Mm-hmm. But for instance, um, for maybe two weeks at a time, I'd wake up at 3.30 in the morning on the dot and look at the clock. Oh, wow. Mm. Or interesting. sometimes I'd wake up and my bedroom light would be on when I knew it was off when I went to bed. Wow. And then the one that tended to creep me out the most was when my stereo would turn itself on in the middle of the night. Ooh. Because it, it always chose the creepiest shit to play when that happened. Oh, damn. I woke up to... Um, to Dark Side of the Moon one time. Oh, hey, that's not a bad tune to wake up to, but well, uh, but it's weird. I know it's <laughs> amazing, but it is mega creepy in the middle of the night. And yeah. Enter Sandman one time. Oh, that could <laughs> be scary. Yeah, that is that's yeah yeah that's a bit of weird synchronicity, you know, yeah. for sure. Enter right. Sandman, and while you're sleeping or trying to sleep, it's like. He's already got here, so. (laughs) Right. So then, aside from those, there were a few occurrences where I strongly felt someone watching me. All of a sudden, there's a presence in my room, and it's so intense and so chilling. All I can do is sit there and stare at where I can tell it is Mm. until it goes away. Wow. So... And that didn't happen until after this seance. Right. The only thing... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. The only thing I'm aware of happening before the seance was my parents always slept with their bedroom door open. Uh And their bedroom door was at the end of a long, dark hallway. Mm -hmm. And... I was always creeped out by that hallway as a little kid, but, you know, it's a long, dark hallway. So I got to the light, turned it on, no big deal. My mom told me as an adult... The reason they slept with the door open is because my dad heard footsteps of someone wearing boots coming down the hallway one oh, night. Oh, wow. wow. Whoa. Is it an older home or? Prop- you know, not really. Okay. Um, the, the land itself, I don't know much about, but my mom, I believe, bought, it was a trailer, like a single wide trailer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I believe she bought that not long before I was born. So it's mm-hmm. not like a house with a lot of history. Right. Wow. Well. Like say, could be the land too, you know, you never know. I know. And I wish there was an easy way for me to research that because I'm a research nerd, you know, I'd love to find out, Yeah, but I don't even know how to get started. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, We've we've had people on before that have, you know, had relatively newer homes and still have hauntings. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm sure you've, you've run across that as well. Right. Well, and then, so this is. Unrelated, and it's not even a haunted story, but it's a weird one, so I think it fits our topic. Perfect. <laughs> when I was 15, I was on AOL in the chat rooms, like you guys probably were, too. Oh, boy, yeah. Dial-up connection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, I met my soulmate, who lived in Florida. Of course. And of was course. 17, and you know how that goes. Yep. yep. <laughs> he, was a, he was a really spiritual dude. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he introduced me to the concept of astral projection. Oh. Okay. So that was kind of our thing every night. It was like, are you gonna are you gonna try to come see me tonight? <laughs> I'm gonna try to come see you. And try as I might, you know, I accomplished absolutely nothing in that regard. 
But one night we agreed that he would try to come see me. And I was in my bedroom crying over some teenage drama with a friend. Yeah. Just sobbing unnecessarily. Yeah. And I'm laying in my bed holding my dog. And suddenly there's that presence in my room again. And it's so intense. Mm. I just stare at the spot I feel it coming from. And I look and my dog is staring too. And then after about a minute of that, I feel this warmth envelop me. And I felt so comforted and so soothed. And I just laid down and went to sleep. So the next day, I log on to AOL. He said, did you see me? I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I was in your room. I saw you and you were crying and I didn't know what was wrong. And I was so confused. So I just held you until you fell asleep. Oh, wow. Wow. That one... That one, I still, over the years, have been like, did that actually happen? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> How did that actually happen? And then when the CIA reports came out in 2020 where they declassified UFOs and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they declassified their astral projection work. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm not crazy. I yeah. didn't imagine that. He didn't make it up. Yeah. Somehow that actually happened. Yeah, that's wild. There's a lot we don't know. Didn't we, I think we did a little piece on that at one point in time, didn't we, Adam? Where we we read some of the disclosures as far as that that when that came out, it was a while ago. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was a while ago where we we did talk about. I think it was part of our uh, weird news roundup last year. Yeah, um, or maybe in the year before. But we talked about how the uh, yeah they had admitted. Yeah, uh, about the studies and yeah. about what what they you know some of the things that they had found. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna have to find that one and listen to it because I found so few people who even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. everyone yeah. heard about the UFO stuff, but not the astral projection not the other stuff. stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did some wild stuff, and uh, it's funny that your soulmate was from Florida and he <laughs> astral projected because. I think there's a lot of that going on down in Florida. I, I, I met a, I thought what was my soulmate at one point in time, and she was also a little bit wacky, and uh, she told me some things that I was like, now wait a minute here. She's either, she can she can read my mind, or like, she's totally full of shit, and I don't know which is which, you know? Well, I mean, now, Barry, you were probably like 18 or 19 years old, so there's very little that was on your mind <laughs> that That's true. couldn't have... That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, it was pretty easy to read. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So then, as an adult, I ended up working as a nurse in a hospital on the night shift. Okay. Okay, so that's awesome. We've wanted to get someone in the nursing field or has some... Yeah, we want to... So this is great. Perfect, because all kinds of stuff happens at night in a hospital. Cool, yeah. Um, It was pretty commonplace. People told me there was a long hallway, and it was not uncommon to see a woman's reflection in the window. And sure enough, she'd pop up now and then, always behind me, as I'm looking down this long hallway, you know, hustling and bustling down to somebody's room. She's wearing a nightgown, had long white hair, and I would only see her for a second before she'd disappear. Wow. But that one was the one that everyone knew. But um, 
there were some of the kind of classic hospital haunting stories, like call lights going off in rooms that were completely made up and unoccupied. Wow. wow. Now, the call light system was really old. And I am a skeptical believer, so I can't entirely say that that's not just shitty electronics. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it was always a little spooky when it happened. Um, my favorite story, though. So I'm walking down the hall, and I'm looking in every room whose door is open. And the rooms were laid out. So there's the door, and immediately next to the door is a set of built-in shelves. And across from you is a big window. So as I'm walking down, I'm looking at occupied or empty beds. And I pass one room. The bed is empty and made up. But in the reflection in the window, I see a man in a hospital gown with his back to me standing at the built-in shelves, rummaging through a duffel bag looking for something. And after I passed the room, I got kind of a weird feeling. And as a nurse, if you get a weird feeling, you do not ignore it. Yeah. So yeah. I turned to go back and check on him and see if he was all right. And I go in and there's no one in that room. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was that was my most distinctive. Had, had like, anyone had anyone else? Did you say anything to anybody else when you would see things like that or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And depending on who they were, they'd believe me or they'd think I was crazy. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I know that there's, so we've had, we've talked a little bit before, you know, when people pass and things like that, um, the energy shifts and those things that happen. Yes. Did you experience anything like that there? Yes. One, we had one patient who passed away. And I went in to do the end-of-life care with another nurse where you basically bathe them and get them looking good for their family. Okay. So we're in there doing that. And the woman had only passed a little bit before, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And the room filled with this energy, almost almost maybe like static. Mm. Yeah. Almost like your hair is standing on end and you can feel the room is thick yeah. with energy. And yeah. I thought it was me until the other nurse looked at me and she said, do you feel that? Yeah. And that was another one of those holy shit moments. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had that experience as well. It's, um, it's so hard to explain. Oh too. man. It's like I was, I was there when my grandfather passed away and it was just like, I came out of that experience saying, I don't know the answer to what happens after you die, but something happens. Right. Like, like you just don't disappear. Like it was, it was palpable. You could, you could feel, it was just like a surge of energy. Kind of like what you were saying, like static electricity or like just this thing that was like, I don't know. You can't put it into words, but, um, you know, it's, it's a life that is trying to communicate something or, you know, disassociating itself with this plane or whatever it is, but it's, it's real. I mean, that is real for sure. That's uh, yeah. heavy. And then inversely, I've also experienced it where someone is still alive, but they're not in there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I can't quite explain that one either. Oh. Wow. You know, like you, I, I feel like, Something happens, but I feel like it's something, not the same thing happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. 
You sure. know, maybe we do go somewhere else. Maybe we eventually do. Maybe some people don't or have trouble getting there, but there's some delineation there where some of these yeah. people were just an empty husk. That's interesting you say that because now I'm 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 left with this idea that maybe maybe it depends on the person and are they trying to communicate something or not. Mm. You know, I felt right. like my grandfather was trying to say something. In fact, I know he was trying to say something. I mean, his intention was there. So maybe that was it. I don't know, but I can also see the reverse side of it too. I had somebody not too long ago I don't know where this came from, Adam. Maybe maybe we talked about it or something, but somebody who is a nurse, um, or maybe I read it online, but it was like they said they were talking about keeping people alive that aren't there anymore. Yep. And where's the humanity in that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a real question that we as a human, you know, human, human species has to has to figure out. You know. And then it's it's made trickier because some of these people I'm talking about who are just a body yeah. and nothing was there anymore, they weren't brain dead. Mm -hmm. Their hearts were still beating. They might have been unconscious. They might have been on every type of life-saving equipment, but there was no one home. Right. And if machines can't determine that, you know, who are mm. we to say that there's sure. there's nothing in there? Right. That's a tricky one. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's an ethical question that is going to be hard for anyone to really come to an agreement on because uh, we have so varying points of view, right? About where you know where what happens after we die, or even when when are we you know dead, right? You know, or when are we alive? <laughs> yeah. We can't even come to an agreement on that. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, it's interesting. We, you know, we Adam and I both were grew up. We grew up in a pretty religious, spiritual household. So those questions were something I know for me personally. I was asking myself not these like in depth questions, but some of these things pretty young, you know, right about heaven and hell and these things yeah. and the choices that you make and all that. But um, when you talk about life and death, it's like man, you know, you watch people. You watch people in life that live a virtuous life and then, you know, still suffer. And uh, that's hard. You know, it's hard to come to grips with. And, um, you know, and hopefully death for me, I want to go out just, you know, in my in my bed, you know, hopefully still in decent shape. I don't want to be... I don't want to have to have a caregiver or anything like that, you know, but I know we can't choose that, but that's what I would like to have happen. So maybe if I put that into the universe, it'll happen. And whoever thought that the concept of life and death would have so many shades of gray yeah. in there because it seems so black and white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, you know, as we, as you get older, the more experience you have in life, the more you realize that there are so many shades of gray and that nothing is black and white. There's just mm -hmm. so many shades of gray. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's just. Wow. Did you um, when you were there as a um, as a nurse, because I know there are some people that are really going to 
uh, want to know this question. Um, did you ever have to, like, uh, you know, look at x-rays of people or any kind of funny things that <laughs> that people, you know, quote unquote, fell on? Um, anything like that. Or had inserted somehow or. Oh, boy. Uh, OK, so <laughs> everyone has seen an X-ray with a light bulb in the yeah. rectum, and you don't know how this person's not just shredded to pieces. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the the one that sticks out to me, though, as most memorable, this poor, poor man decided to um, have some personal time yeah. with a Windex bottle. Oh, my. And he got stuck in the Windex bottle. Oh. So he, you know, Wait, cut, he got stuck in the bottle, or the yes, bottle got stuck in him. No, the bottle wasn't stuck in him. He was oh, in okay. the bottle. Wow. Okay. So he started by cutting off the bottom of the bottle, try to you know relieve the suction the bottle had created. Oh boy! And he couldn't get loose that way. So his next very logical train of thought, you know. If you can't relieve the suction to get the bottle off of you, what do you do? You light the flammable bottle on fire. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Well, because he's a man, and and I know the, the, the first thing is cut it off. Yeah, that's and then panic starts setting in because that didn't happen. So obviously, the next thing to do is set it on fire. If not, make it explode. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Wow, logical, but I understand the that that the the progression there. Okay, well, I don't. (laughs) I I don't think it's you know I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that. But it makes you know he clearly wasn't there anymore. He was he was in another plane. He was. Not in yeah. his body. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was just pure panic that motivated that. But it went as well as you can imagine it did. Wow. Uh, yes, with melted plastic uh, and... That poor guy. And lots of wounds. Yeah. Uh, so that one was pretty popular for a little while. <laughs> wow. Damn. Yeah. People really do dumb things. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, especially working at a hospital. I mean, I'm I'm sure accidents, you know, I mean, these accidents happen all the time. Yeah. And I wasn't in the ER. I would have seen lots more rectal objects, I'm sure, had I been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, you know what? The most fascinating thing that I ever saw, though, was a woman had catatonic depression. She was so depressed and in such a poor mental state. She was comatose. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that could happen. Never heard and of that. she, it was so severe, and she was probably in her 70s. It was so severe, the family had to put her on hospice. Wow. Wow. Is that, some, I didn't, is that something that happens like over time, or is it just come on quickly? Do you know? I have no idea. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, yeah it seems like a, it would be a, a very kind of rare thing. But I mean, you know, something had. Yeah, I mean, there's something had caused her brain to basically just want to shut down. And she was my patient briefly, and I read her chart, and it didn't seem 
you know, I could understand if it was some catastrophic event, some terrible trauma that put her there, but Mm -hmm. it seemed more just like lifelong mental illness. Yeah. But I don't know if there was a precipitating factor that I missed, but yeah, no, the, you know, I almost missed my, one of my favorite hospital stories. We had a room that never, people didn't do well in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in there, do you know what I mean if I tell you the doorway to the room was well sealed? So when someone opened it, you felt the pressure change? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Every time I was in the room, I felt that. Mm. And no one was ever coming in. Wow. It happened at least once every time I was in there with someone. And if the person was really sick or really old, they went downhill fast if they were in that room. Wow. Oh, that's And if they were young and fairly healthy and just had something little going on, they were in pain. They were anxious. They were cranky. They were miserable. Wow. And my theory, we had a man in there. He was what we called a frequent flyer, meaning he was there all the time. Right. And he was not a good guy. He beat his wife until he had a stroke that left him unable to beat her anymore. Jeez. And then he screamed at her when she would actually come to visit him for some reason. Wow. And he spent a lot of time in that room. And I swear, after he died, that room got a lot better. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Even though these things happened while he was alive and not currently hospitalized or while he was in a room next door or down the hall. Wow. But just something changed after he died. That that brings up uh, this thought that I really didn't think about till now until you just said that is that you, you guys, you can't discriminate on who comes in and, and gets treatment and who doesn't. So you, you see every form of life in there. Yeah. That must be... I think maybe even beyond the caregiving and what you guys have to do in certain situations, dealing with people and their personalities must be difficult. That must be a part of the job that you have to just kind of be good at. Like you can't be trained for that kind of stuff. Sometimes it was just someone's being a dick and they're pretty well off when all of your time is spent with the people who are not. Yeah. Sometimes it was that simple. And then sometimes it was more complicated. Like one guy was there for sexually abusing kids to the Uh, point that they were really hurt. mm, Multiple kids. And he was my patient a couple of times. See, that's, yeah. Okay. That's one of those things that is obviously uh, there's, there's black and white on that. Yeah. That's, that's bad period. There's no shades of gray on that one thing right there. We can agree on that. It's awful. I might be a horrible person for saying this, but the shades of gray come in when you think about what happens if he has a medical emergency. Mm. Because that's something that we would talk about. Yeah. Do I really want to help this guy? That's where I would be. Yeah. Like I would accidentally maybe just leave the room when he's having issues. And that's terrible to say, but I also never took the oath to be a nurse. So I'm going right. to, I'm okay with saying that, but I can just imagine, man, God dang. Right. And I mean, you, you have to help. You are obligated to help, yeah. but right. 
but the the behind the scenes discussions were how quickly would we move? Right. 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 Well, I mean, but, yeah, I mean that's the reality of it. That kind of stuff, man. That that kind of stuff is just like You know, my brother-in-law, he worked as a, a surgeon for um he was an ER doctor for a long time and uh he did his residency and actually ended up working out in New Mexico and Albuquerque and the hospital was like one of the biggest like gang violent like they would get, you know, tons of stabbings and it was just a regular thing. So like he saw the worst of the worst, you know. And he's like, I, he's like, I have to help. Like I, I, it doesn't matter what this guy did, you know, he's, he's, he's laying there and he's bleeding and my job is to patch him up. And, um, I, that would just be hard. That would be at the same time. If you're out somewhere and something happens, you don't know anyone's history. You just help because they're a person. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. So it's kind of like that. And you just have to pretend you don't know the horrible things, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Right. Damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we've wanted to get somebody in, in the medical field on for quite some time. So very cool that you've got some stories like that. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you guys have probably heard about this before, but the one most commonly talked about is when people are dying, the experiences that they commonly all have, like that someone comes to pick them up, so to speak. Yeah. They start talking about someone that has been long gone, right? As if they're in the room with them, right. or, or God, the the worst thing that can happen, especially if you don't know someone's dying, if they're just someone sick and you're trying to get them better, if they tell you I'm dying, they mean they're dying, mm. and you'd better be ready. People know. Yes. Yes, that that, that was the I worst. I always heard that um, they people will often start talking to dead relatives, yeah, or friends that come to visit them, and it's like I can't remember, but I think we had somebody on that was talking about that, and they're like, yeah, it's usually like a month to like weeks mm-hmm. out, and and they'll you'll just get visited by you know loved ones and you know people that have passed. I, that's something that I never knew. Like whenever we, my grandfather was in hospice and I didn't realize how, how much knowledge those folks have on, on, on the transition that you make to death. And it's pretty fascinating. They've got it down to like, like they know absolutely where the body's at as far as it's shutting itself down, you know, their cognitive abilities, or lack thereof, you know, mm. all that kind of stuff. And the, you know, those folks are trained to understand it and which is a great comfort to people because the, one of the most difficult things is, is to have to go and visit your loved one as they're dying and there's nothing you can do about it, but it's inevitable. Right. And when, especially when they're not able to communicate, Mm-hmm. You know, but often they can, they, they're hearing things. They, they can, they, they know you're there. All that kind of stuff is like, as somebody that tried to get away from spirituality or religious connotations, when it comes to that kind of thing, you can't deny that stuff. I, you know, you can't explain it. You know, 
I tried to yeah. get away from my religious upbringing for a long time. I rebelled against it for a long time. I like to think I remain spiritual, but mm. those types of things that you can't, those are out of my understanding. It's out of my grip. And to have somebody explain it to me, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is real. Like, um, you don't have to be a spiritual person to understand how the body works. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The science we can explain. It's the everything else. The everything else, anyone can tell you they know. And, you know, we don't know jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the truth of it all. Yeah. Yep. For sure. You know, they say that confession is good for the soul. Here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast, we're asking you, those friends of ours, some of you, others, we may not have heard your stories where you maybe squeaked by the law, or maybe you had a run-in with the man, or maybe you got away scot-free. We've all had some hijinks stories that uh, in the past that were maybe borderline criminal or fully criminal. <laughs> you have anything like that in your past, Bear? Uh, I plead the fifth. We welcome you all to come on to the What's Your Word Story podcast and share your stories. Don't plead the fifth anymore come out and share we will allow you to use an alias and uh, we could even change your voice if you like but we know there's some good stories out there and we'd love to hear them and laugh along with you because we've all had stupid youth moments when we were kids <laughs> let me ask you a question going back okay to the first when you were a little girl um and did you um did you play those games like um light as a feather stiff as a board or (laughs) or bloody mary that's so funny because my most recent episode is actually about that (laughs) but awesome um we tried light as a feather stiff as a board once and absolutely nothing happened but the seance, you know, that was our first foray into yeah, yeah, yeah. spooky sleepover stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you did you have um, a version of Bloody Mary uh, in when you were where you grew up, where you were when you were a kid? Yeah, that the brave kids played. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I never tried that. <laughs> yeah, I never did either. But uh, I, I was like hearing. I like hearing people's stories, and I like hearing um, how their the, their their incantation, you know, the, whatever what it is that they had to do to uh, see Bloody Mary in the mirror, because right. it seems to go be it, it's different from you know town to town and state to state and region to region. It's like everybody's got their own particular. Yeah. Uh, way of doing yeah. it. And so I would like to ask about that. Yeah. Right. And it's so fascinating because everyone's experiences on that are different. You know, of mm. course, there's a large group of people that doesn't see anything. And then of the ones that do, it's like, okay, did you see something because you're trying to summon a demon in a mirror? Or did you see something because, you know, of these other external y- yeah, factors? Right. Yeah, 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 right. Because your brain wants to see something yeah. so yeah. bad. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially when you're younger, you know, your your imagination will create things to where, you know, where you're allowing those things to exist. 
Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's another crazy dichotomy, though. Is it that you have an active imagination when you're a kid, or is it that kids are more in tune to this because they are? Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a great question. There's something happens in that transition in as you start to become an adult or get these ideas of adulthood, you start to leave some of that other stuff behind. And I think, too, like, I think about being a creative person. When you're a creative person, you have to work on that. You have to work on that part of the brain. You know, like, there's your logical side, which is, you know, gr- you know, based in reality. But then to be creative, you got to break out of that. And I think that's a childlike mind, you know. But over time, we're sort of, uh, we're, we're told that that's not good. That's, you know, you should live in reality. Mm. And it's like, yeah, but that's where the creativity comes from, I think. And re- yeah, and reality is boring. Right, reality sucks. <laughs> Another classic 90s right. movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another, so I got a question for you about, about ghost hunting and things like that. Yeah. What is your approach when it comes to those things? Are, are you using um, uh, technology? Are you using, you know, spiritual things? Are you using like Ouija boards and things like that? Or how do, how do you go about it? Okay, so I've only done this a few times. There have been a few low-key things where, you know, me and a couple friends go to a graveyard in the middle of the night and absolutely have nothing for technology and just see what you can experience. Yeah. And the answer was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Or or more larger-scale things at scarier places where we had some technology. Um, so back in 2008, I went to Waverly Hills Sanatorium. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Okay. Remind us, where is that? It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. And it was a tuberculosis sanitarium okay. back in the 1920s. Gotcha. Yep. It is a massive place. I believe it's around 50,000 square feet. Damn. And they had, I wish I could recall exactly now, but in the tens of thousands of people died there. Wow. And... Some of the stories were pretty subjective, like they told us about a woman who haunted the place that wore lilac perfume. So sometimes you'd catch a whiff of lilac perfume, and we did. It was very strong Mm -hmm. to the point that I wondered if someone sprayed it to mess with us, you know? Right, yeah. Wow. Um, Other things like a woman was using an infrared thermometer and shining it at the floor, and we were... In Kentucky in July, and there's no air conditioning. So this place was easily in the 80s at night. And she got this spot on the floor by encouraging it and asking it, can you make this colder? Okay, good job. Can you make it colder? Down to 55 degrees. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I got oh, I got my first EVP there, and my recorder died, and I lost it forever. Oh. But we were in the electroshock therapy room, and the woman who was kind of organizing things said, okay, let's sit in a semicircle. Can you guys scoot in a little more? And there's a voice in the recording saying, no. Oh, wow. Yes, I'm so sad I lost that. Damn. My favorite story from there. So this was like a small paranormal conference. So there were some kind of big names in the paranormal community at the time. Okay. That were there. Was Chip One Coffee of, there? Yes. All right. <laughs> He's everywhere. Cool, man. He? <laughs> yeah. My wife and I went to go see him like 
way back when he was on, what was the first show that he was really on that he became big? The, uh, was it Paranormal State? He was on Paranormal State. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate him because he's one of, okay, really, he's the only one, I'm the only medium I'm familiar with who I don't think is absolutely just entirely full of shit. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I agree. Like some of the things he says, I'm yeah. like, okay, I can understand how he could feel these things intuitively. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah. Oh, he was great. Um, well, one of the people that was there was John Saffis, okay. who is a demonologist. And I'd love to know what kind of school you go to to become certified as a demonologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But despite the title, he was this, like, goofy guy, really jovial and fun. So my husband and I at the time were in the cafeteria at Waverly Hills just sitting there in the dark. And these two guys came in who were part of the group, probably in their 20s. They didn't stand out at all from anyone else. But I leaned over to my husband and told him, I said, I have a bad feeling about these guys. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. I don't like them being here. I don't like them. So he's just like, yeah, whatever. And after we get done sitting there, we go back toward the group that's kind of centered in another room. And John Zaffis looks at those two guys coming down the hallway behind us. He said, hey, where's your friend? And we're like, what friend? It's just been the two of us all night. He said, no, there is a man in black who has been behind you guys all night hanging out with you. Where'd he go? Whoa. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see anything, but something. That would explain why he, he your husband wasn't a big fan. I think he just didn't believe me. <laughs> he was not, not an intuitive person. You know, like I... I hope I don't offend anyone with this, but I believe that people who've never had a single unexplainable occurrence yeah. probably just aren't open. Sure. They're just not open or intuitive enough to recognize one. Oh, yeah. Just like how I feel like people who've had hundreds are probably just not critically thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a middle ground somewhere, but he yeah. was not receptive to things like that overall. Well, he was after we went to Waverly. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. How, how many people were there? Oh, it was like a hundred people, but oh, okay. because the place was so big, it helped. Yeah. The The scariest encounter I had there was when a bat landed on my bare knee. Oh. Yeah. They, they're they surprisingly really fluffy when they land on you. Mm. And I screamed bloody murder through that whole place. And the rest of the night, everyone was saying, did you hear that scream? I was like, sorry, it was me. It was the bat. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Everybody's like, we got it on, on, we got a recording of it. <laughs> right, somewhere. That's there's funny. me shrieking like a banshee and people freaking out. It must have been from the, from the electroshock room. It must have. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything crazy that people caught during that weekend? You know, again, it was largely, so so much of this stuff is subjective and that's a constant yeah. battle that I have. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're having your own experiences, you, that's what you have. You have subjective evidence. You don't right. have something solid, but right. when you're in a group and someone's all, I think I feel a presence to my right. I'm like, okay, shut up. 
Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there was a ton of subjective. Um, there's a device called the Ovulus. It's like a spirit box. Mm-hmm. But I really prefer the Ovulus because it doesn't just chatter nonstop with yeah. noises. Instead, it only speaks up when it has a word right. that it has put together. Yep. We went down the body chute, which is the tunnel that they would roll all the dead bodies through so that the patients couldn't see their friends dying around them. Oh, wow. We went down the body chute, and the ovulus started going crazy, saying, death, bodies, dead, sick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so a lot of things like that that I can't say if that was anything, but it's surprisingly um, coincidental at the very least and spooky. Sure. Back in October, we went to Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary in Tennessee. Okay. It is the prison that James Earl Ray was in. Wow. Um, not the one he died in, but the one prior to that. Okay. So this place is absolutely nasty. Basically, they put prisoners there to work at a coal mine. Living conditions were horrible. Yeah. Um, and despite not doing any executions on site... In the time that it was open, 10,000 people died there. Wow. Because of jailhouse violence, um, illnesses making their rounds through the prison because of poor sanitation. Sure. Things like that. But we went there in October, and it definitely has a very creepy vibe. It was known as housing the worst of the worst offenders. That's where they shipped them to. Wow. But I was honestly... Like I left disappointed. I was kind of cranky. I was like, this place isn't haunted. They made it up to get tourists in here because <laughs> yeah. it was expensive. Absolutely nothing happened. But again, they let way too many people in. And it was just sensory pollution everywhere. Yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing with that kind of stuff. You know, cause yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did Alcatraz a couple of times. Oh, my God. I've always wanted to do that. And... um it's super creepy feeling, but there's a lot of people there, you know, it would be right. cool to be there by yourself or not by yourself right. but with a few other people. <clears throat> but, um, I've had a couple of those experiences where it's like, yeah, this is creepy, but like, you just don't feel cause there's other stuff going on and you're there at the in uh, at least we were there at daylight, you know, so. Anyway. Oh, yeah, that doesn't help. And, yeah. you know, being an introvert, I'm not really a fan of people anyway. So it was like, go right. away. Take your noisy-ass <laughs> spirit boxes right. and go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but, so we we leave. And, again, I'm feeling so bummed about this experience. And then I listened to my recordings. And something spoke in my voice on one of them. Wow. I can send the EVP to you guys when we're done. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah. Um, So we're in the, what is called the auditorium at Brushy Mountain and was the former hospital ward there. Another big feature is that I did not think my recorder was on. I was disappointed that I hadn't had it on because my friend made a really funny quip and I was like, damn, I missed that on recording. I wish I had that. (laughs) So later when I'm I'm listening to the recordings, I'm like, oh, wow, it was recording. And I said, um, we're walking. You hear us walking. I said, wait, is this the area she told us not to go into? And my friend said, no, she said not to go in the cell block. I said, oh. 
and then directly into the microphone, despite the distance you heard me talking from, you hear what sounds just like my voice say, yes, yes. Wow. And and then me immediately pick up talking again far away from the recorder. Oh, wow. Damn. So I I changed my mind about Brushy Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually planning to return there for a private trip, probably in the spring. Oh, cool. Probably March or April, rounding up people for that. But Very cool. Yeah, that. Wow. That's crazy. I didn't sleep for two days (laughs) after that. (laughs) That's wild. Because it's one thing to get an EVP, but if you feel like it's actually using your voice, yeah, that, that's that's, a, that's on another. That's yeah, that's super that creepy. is. That's yeah. That doesn't happen very much. At least yeah. I ha- at least I haven't heard it happening very much. Right, and I've heard of people saying that an entity changed a word in their sentence. Mm. You know, like oh, right here I say, "Do you want to get a drink of water?" I actually said, "Get a drink of Coke," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, whatever." Right, right, but. <laughs> And I did a bunch of like QA testing with my recorder. I tried to simulate wind and breath and brushed against the clothes I was wearing and nothing sounds like this voice. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Never heard that before. I know. Wow. And these are the stories I want to have. I don't want stories in my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, my house is supposed to be free from all this. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I often think about the shows on TV and it's like, gosh, you know, now I will say like the Holzer Files, um, that was good. Um, we've had Dave on. He was great. We had his uh, co-star Shane. He was on. Um, but there's so many shows out there that's just they're trying to create content and they've got to fill the time with something. And so oftentimes I just feel like, I mean, they're fun to watch, but like often it's just like, you know, I think we're stretching a little bit here, guys, you know, Um, because I mean, there's just how are you going to catch what you need to catch, you know? Yeah, Yeah, we have a drinking game for ghost adventures. Oh, yeah. What is that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. A little bit of it's a little inappropriate, but you said that's okay. Oh, please bring it on. (laughs) We embrace it. (laughs) All right. So you drink every time someone is confrontational and then screams like a little bitch, like, come at me, bro, and then screams. That's got a, man, you'd be hammered. (laughs) Well, that's, there's more. And. You drink every time that one guy, I think his name's Aaron. I don't watch it enough. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You drink every time that guy, Aaron, makes what we call DSF, which stands for dick sucking face, where he goes (laughs) into the camera. (laughs) That's great. That's hilarious. Yeah, and there was one more, but those those were the big ones because you're drunk if you follow those two rules. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're hammered. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Ghost Bros, man. That's Cannot great. Cannot beat Ghost Bros. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. it's entertainment, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, <laughs> That's one of my wife's favorites. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. So you have your own podcast. I do. It's called Obscure Appalachia. It's focusing on paranormal stories from the Appalachian region. Nice. It's like a, a narrative storytelling kind of deal, so... I don't get to have fun with people on there like you do. I have fun all by myself. <laughs> okay. That's cool. How many episodes are you in? 
Oh, I'm still new. Um, I think okay. I'm at nine right now. Okay, nine or great. 10. Well, good. Hey, that's good. That yeah. is really good. Yeah, but I'm bi-weekly because of the nature of it being narrative. Mm-hmm. I have to research and oh, script. Man. and Yeah, so the whole thing is scripted out and then wow. spoken and edited and all that. So mm-hmm. it takes so, a little while to get That's a lot that. of work. I, this podcast would not exist if, it w- if we had to do that. I can tell you that right now because all <laughs> we do is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, for we, the we, most we let, part. We let our guests do all the work, really, and the, you know, and then we split the other part of it, so... You know, we don't have to find stories. We just have to sit and, uh, you know, let the, and hear them and react. So, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, we definitely would, uh, if we were more research-oriented, we definitely wouldn't be still doing this. Yeah. 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 Well, the research is fun, though. If you're, yeah. you know, a research nerd, sure. you get to learn about all kinds oh, yeah, of stuff yeah. you wouldn't yeah. normally learn about. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, yeah. I I love I love podcasts like that because it's it's such a it's it's like it's like an audio book or something you can kind of get right. lost in you know it's a different mm-hmm. it's a different way of of uh, of consuming material it's that's great so what kind of topics are you covering? Let's see, um, it's alien encounters, cryptids, Sweet. hauntings, okay. haunted locations. Nice. Like I said, my most recent episode was um, sometimes I do story compilations. Yeah. Um, so it was sleepover stories because I wanted to include my Brandon Lee Seance one. That's the only Very one cool. my listeners have heard. Okay. So I included that one at the end, but nice. I wanted to tell all the the Bloody Mary, light as a feather, stiff as a board stories. Yep. yep. So where are you at on the UFO thing? Well, does anyone not believe in them still? I, I, I just, I think some people don't fucking care. And it's just like, how can you not care? Like, how, I mean, how, I, how does this not on your radar? I do wonder if they actually haven't found us, but they're out there in the sky and haven't, or when I say found us, I mean approached us. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, maybe right. they are out there in the sky and I wouldn't approach us either because we're dangerous. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Even if to, you know, even a a scared dog can still do a lot of damage to a human being. He's even you know carrying a gun or yeah. something like that. Right. You know, I mean, people are terrifying on their own, and then you know you get people all scared and and full of fear and and hate, and then no, oh, that's a that's a mess. That's a big mess that you don't want to mess with. Uh, you know, I mean. We all want peace and love with our uh, universal brothers, you know. Um, bring your technology and help us, you know, be up there on the in the stars, and uh, uh, you know, clean up our environment and shit. But you know, don't 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 go don't jump scare us because you know then we'll be freaking <laughs> out, and then we're gonna be like, no, no, we won't have that. So yeah. Right. Yeah. The episode <laughs> I'm working on right now is about Barney and Betty Hill. Are you guys familiar oh, yeah. with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, I was the only one who hadn't heard of it. So oh, I decided really? to go wow. ahead and cover it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 It's, but it's a great story. I mean, it's it if you're going to talk about, you know, UFO abductions, that's that's the one of you the know, big ones. Yeah. The biggest of them, pretty much. Right. You know, that and Whitley Strieber and, uh, um, Travis, um, yeah, Travis, oh, yeah, 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 yes, that guy, yeah, 
his his story yeah. is, of course, you know, made into a movie, but fascinating story. Yeah, yeah, but the hills, I you know, but the hills haven't been. I don't think they've been made into a movie, so I guess it is a bit. So they had the first the first um, American Horror Story uh, season. There were two. It wasn't based off. It wasn't their story, but there were two characters sort of loosely based off of them. Okay. Um, but that, as far as I know, that may be. I'm not. I'm not going to pretend that I know that. I believe in my research it mentioned that there was a movie in the 70s that was kind of okay. based around it, but okay. you know, I I don't know any 70s movies. Yep. Well. Well, I look forward to hearing that because I'm mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always interested in a good UFO story. Thanks. It's a little tricky because at the end of each episode, I like to give things you know a little bit of a skeptical look. I try not to just tear things apart. Sure. Mm-hmm. But but if I truly just can't buy it, I'm going to tell you I just can't buy it. Yeah. And I really don't know which way to go on this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I, yeah, like all of them. You know, there, there, yeah, there's so many, there's so many of them. And but it, the alien ones in particular, it's tricky for some reason. Sure. Yeah. We can't even wrap our head around, you know, things that are here that we can see and touch and, you know, that are in our own oceans and, right, you know, and we're trying to figure out how, and that's where I'm at too. And I think maybe Adam, I don't want to speak for him, but um, you know, UFOs exist, yes, but who's manning these crafts is a whole other debate. You know, are they humanoids? Are they, you know, other like present time, uh, you know, maybe countries that have technologies? Are these actual aliens from other shit? They could be from other, you know, uh, universes. Um, who knows, man? Who knows? You know, for some reason, it wasn't until you said that that I realized, you know, of course, I've spent plenty of time thinking about them as other races, mm-hmm. you know, little green men, so to speak. But I've spent zero time thinking about them as more like the, have you seen Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. the new the new one? You know, just like a, a less evolved human. Yeah. Or, yeah, or more evolved. Right, uh, right. Because if they're out in the stars, they're definitely more evolved than we are. Uh, it's technologically true. The ones um, that can get to us have to be. Yeah, right. yeah. Or maybe future humans that like are from Earth that are able to travel through the wormhole or whatever. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's who knows, man. It's really interesting though, and they keep saying there's going to be more information coming out. But again, when your government's in control over that kind of stuff, that's. I always, I'm always like cautious about that too, because it's like, what do they want us to know and what are they doing with that information in order to, you know, propagate whatever, whatever they're trying to get across. Plus, I think that, you know, with, because of the disclosure that we had had recent, within the recent years, the amount of disclosure that we had, uh, I think they're probably being very, very, uh, strict about you know plugging the holes that the leaks came from. 
you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. really, really being on top of that, you know, because uh, they, you know, they lose by admitting they don't know what something is. That by saying it's not ours, we don't know what it is or who it is. They lose kind of. Um, they lose the lose power. Right. They lose standing. Yeah. Um, as being on you know on top of the uh, food chain or the political chain or whatever it is, the global power. There is something that is over us. You know. Right. Uh, then and it's here and it's and it's 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 uh, fucking with our pilots. So who knows. Right. I don't know, man. Uh, it's, you know, like. Who was it? Somebody was saying um, there was a story that I'm failing to remember who it was that was telling this. But all this information, all this information was coming out. There was a pilot that came out and said that once we um, upgraded our radars, we were able to see these things like that. We would only catch a glimpse of once in a while. And now they're everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. And somebody was talking about how, oh, it was the dude that is um, with Tom DeLonge in his his venture. Um, <clears throat> he was saying that, he's like, I can't disclose all that we know, but he said, I'll tell you this. Imagine you human beings thinking that, you know, this whole time we're at the top of the food chain when really we're somewhere in the middle yeah. in reality. So that's like, okay, well, that's interesting. So That's terrifying. It's terrifying. I read a book one time. It was a science fiction. Well, it was a uh, it was a fantasy novel, and it was about these people. And the first book was all about it. Puts you in the mindset of these people that are born into this world that all they do from from the time that they wake up till the time they go to bed is feed this machine, mm-hmm. and it's and and there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just what they know. And then one guy decides to get a pair of cojones and go outside of the vicinity. And he figures out that this world is three separate levels. And they are basically taking all of the garbage that's getting dumped from the top two worlds down. (laughs) And they're feeding this machine that's an energy. It's like an energy. It's like an energy source for these other two worlds. And I was like that when when I heard that guy say that about us, I was like, maybe we're in there. Maybe we're just doing whatever we're supposed to be bred to do to help these other entities with you know some grand scheme <laughs> i know that's wild <laughs> that's a more evolved version of us just being sims in someone's computer yeah that yeah, too yeah that yeah or or batteries like in the matrix yeah yeah we are the batteries we are the energy source right so yeah interesting man uh candace uh Thank you for coming on, and we would like to give you the opportunity let people know how to get a hold of you, um, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I was kind of terrified at first, but then it got easier. Oh, man. That makes us feel <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing personal. No, no, no. <laughs> it makes us feel good that you're comfortable now, so... Good. Yeah. Um, my podcast again is Obscure Appalachia. So you can find me anywhere you can listen to podcasts or obscureappalachia.com. Um, also, Obscure Appalachia on all the social medias. So 
can find me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I'm trying to get into TikTok. I'm trying to be cool. Oh, man. And it's yeah. always been a struggle. So. Yeah, yeah we're, we're too old for that. Um, it's hard, man. Neither one of us can figure that one out. And, you know, and part of the reason we do a audio-only podcast is because neither one of us want to be the face of this thing. <laughs> so Just <laughs> voice clips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, we wish you the best and we'll definitely, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be subscribing and, you know, hopefully, hopefully people out there that, that are listening will subscribe and, uh, and yeah, we look forward to hearing more from you and would love to have you come back. Absolutely. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much again. It was great to meet you guys. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well it's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors Candace thanks for coming on it was great to have you and always entertaining listening to you know these stories as we're younger folks and mm-hmm. and uh, the things that we get into uh, you know movies and uh, music and weird things like um, boyfriends astral projecting mm-hmm. into our bedrooms to comfort us at night yes yes well not so much boyfriends projecting into our particular bedrooms but into hers um speak for yourself well okay (laughs) i never had a boyfriend or anybody astral project to my bedroom that i know of um and you know if they did um depending on what they saw i would like to hear about that um but uh you know yeah the the thing but the crow again was just awesome, and, and right, especially for when that came out there in the mid '90s, uh, and how that really, you know, it impacted music by making a lot of like kind of a darker, you know, gothy vibe type stuff, yeah. you know, popular. Like it really pushed, um, you know, like Nine Inch Nails a little bit further into the spotlight, as followed by Marilyn Manson. But just great music on there. As you know, because I mean, it still had Stone Temple Pilots, it had Violent Femmes, it had The Cure. Yep. Um, so really cool, like transit transition music that you go from, like you know, you have, you know, we're coming out of the grunge and into this other darker right. thing. Yeah, it was um, good. It was definitely a good time in music. But that uh, the story with I mean with with Brandon Lee like shaking his head so violently that it, his hair comes out of the 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 posters just. Freaky, dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a, a weird thing to happen. And, um, you know, as kids, sometimes we do things and uh, we have these experiences like, you know, Bloody Mary or, or you know, these type of situations where you can't really explain the things that happen and um, they stick with you forever. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of sticking with you forever, uh, the stories, <laughs> the story that she uh, told was the nurse. Well, first of all, the stories that about the, the, the dead patients, the spirits of the patients, the ghost patients. Um, it, we love hearing that. We love hearing ghost story. We love hearing the nurse's stories yeah. uh, from that because they're so in contact with that and it's so much part of their uh, their existence and their job. Definitely. But the uh, the guy who uh, uh, who was uh, intimate, uh, decided to be intimate with the uh, Windex bottle. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what was that they used to have back in, uh, in the day in the early internet, uh, the, uh, the Darwin awards or whatever. Yes. Every, yes the Darwin awards. Every year. There's somebody, yeah. people who did things so stupid who, and, or died. I think they may have died. Or died. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one, one, one was a guy that had hooked up a gas mask to his ass. And suffocated himself. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was a go. great one. There you go. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that guy could you know be close to him, honorary Darwin Award. I mean, a woman would never be caught dead. Doing, oh hell, no. doing that kind of stuff, right? No, no, I mean, that's no, no. that's the majority of, of those cases are men. I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yes, I would. Uh, you know, a lot more men who accidentally fell on something or whatever yeah. in, the, in the ER. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so great. So great. Yeah. 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 Again, yeah. Candace did, you know, an amazing job coming on telling stories and yeah, like you said, we always, we always like to hear the nurse uh, stories because they're just so interesting, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we, got, we got a couple more nurses yeah, coming up this absolutely. year. Absolutely. Um, but also, don't forget to go and check out Obscure Appalachia um, that uh, that Candace her podcast because it's really it's really cool. It's you know it's similar in in spirit to ours you know she, but whereas she actually does the research and uh, tells the stories from what she's been reading and researching. Whereas you know we just hear we're just here wagging our jaws and keeping our ears open. Uh, to, and <laughs> but no, we're here having a good time meeting people and he- hearing their great stories. And, uh, you know, we want to do one of the things we want to do for this coming year, uh, Weirdsville, you know, um, is we want to do some more kind of maybe um, themed episodes or aggregated type ex- episodes. Um, so, you know, we'll have different ideas like in the past we you know we we've done like halloween or we've done you know like a bloody mary or you know what have you but we want to do one uh the new one of the new ideas is uh for you know if you've maybe you uh when you were younger or something you uh have a uh maybe you had a a jaded past maybe you had a little bit of a run-in with the law or avoided the law um, so if you have any stories like that, uh, we'd love to hear those too. Uh, you know, like uh, like a, <laughs> I don't know if I told you the story, Barry. I'm sure I have. 
uh, and I may have told it here on the podcast, but in high school, one of my friends uh, who lived up in uh, New York, uh, she lived in a small town similar to like what we did. And uh, one one Saturday night, she and her friend were driving around as you know we did tended to do there in the nineties and before the before the internet. Um, <laughs> you know, they were dragging Maine, and they saw this uh, like Dr Pepper machine. Uh, over away from the road a little bit, and so they went up to it and uh, they they took a water gun and they squirted the water down the coin slot, and it shorted out the machine, and it started just shooting out cans, all of its oh, cans, and then phenomenal. all these all these quarters and everything. Wow! And so you know these two high school girls and they're you know. Uh, just like oh my god! So they're they're loading up this little uh, hatchback full of, um, you know, these cans of, of soda and everything, <laughs> and all these quarters and everything, and then they you know they thought they made thought they had the perfect crime. Nobody was ever going to find them, uh, so they were driving around, and then they got pulled over and discovered. Uh. And the reason they got pulled over is because there's so many cans in the back of that little car that it was weighing down and back. <laughs> That's and, great. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So we want to hear stories like that. And you know, hey, if 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 you like, uh, as always on the podcast, we can we can change your name. You can use an alias. Uh, we can we can we can change your voice. We can play around with that little bit. Um, we would love to hear your true crime stories and escapades. Um, and we're not trying to trap you here. We're not cops. Um, and uh, uh, we, we, you know, if now if, if it's something like, you know, really bad, like uh, and you never got caught, you know, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to be involved in, a, in a solving a, a murder um, per se. Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would. I, I, I would prefer not to know about it if you murdered somebody, but yeah, please, you know, Hey, um, other than that, you know, um, <laughs> we know, we know we've got friends who have got really good stories that, uh, they might not want to share, uh, using their normal names, <laughs> the things they've done in their, you know, not so squeaky clean past. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If you've got any of those, let us know. And uh, we will set up a time to record them, or you can email your story in, and and any other of your true life weird, or at awesome, or whatever kind of good story that you have, you can write those down, and you can email them to us at wywspod at gmail dot com or through our social media platforms of. Uh, uh, I was in MySpace. I don't know where that came from. Uh, <laughs> but Facebook, um, uh, <laughs> Instagram, and, you know, and Twitter, um, you know, for as long as it, you know, if it's still around for the rest of 2023, let's hope, um, I guess. But <laughs> Barry says, by the way, that he's going to be working on making some TikTok videos. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, for us, and so you know, you expect to see at least one th- that old man dancing and everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, shit. Our TikTok, <laughs> soon to be TikTok account. Uh, <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? Let's let's wrap it up here and wish everybody in Weirdsville once again a happy New Year 
2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, 2023. This is the What's Your Weird Story podcast. We will see you next time, Weirdsville. Uh, until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.